Good morning, good morning, good morning. We are at our Thursday. Already this week is almost over with you guys. I want to welcome you to another episode of the You Are Love podcast. I hope you guys are having a great morning. Uh, I'm having one. Um, You know what? I confess, I haven't had coffee in a while. So this morning I said, you know what? I am going to make me a cup of coffee. So I did. And you know what? I feel a little bit better than what I was going to feel prior to that. After um, getting my meditation out the way. So, good morning, good morning, good morning. Like I said, it is a great morning. It's Thursday. It's the end of the week almost. Friday comes up tomorrow. Then we have this this month might be gone um, from us in no time. Can you believe that? Yeah. Yesterday, um, before we kind of get started, we talked about yesterday. We um, my book that I wrote a while back, about thirteen years ago, and it's basically I'm kind of talking about the same thing to this day. When I look at In Search of You, it's kind of similar to. Um, what I've been talking about 13 years ago because I wrote this book back in 2007 did not even realize I did wow okay um so with that um we talked about we broke down the book from the and I've done this book before I've actually done this book um a long time ago I went through it before um so the name of the book is how does your garden grow and it was from my Handling Your Business series. And with my Handling Your Business series, I had um, I had three different books. I had the Weekly Planner. Oh, actually, it was the Yearly Planner. I had the Yearly Planner, and I also had the Journal to go with this book. And um, I didn't, I don't think I pushed it enough back then. Um, I think I would have been, it would have been a great, great um, series, but so much was happening at my, in my life. And I was just, you know how sometimes um, you, you're trying to grip onto something. And at the time I was, I mean, I was really motivated because I wanted to see so many black people or black women, women of color, that is, thrive and, and be successful. That I was, I think I was way beyond my years with that whole series and which I definitely want to bring it back as I was going back through this book I really really want to probably make this my next um, republished book bringing it back alive and kind of changing it up a little bit and adding some more in Um, because it's really a real just basic cute book that I wrote yeah I can say that Um, I'm not going to, um, even though it's on Lulu.com, it is on Lulu in the bookstore, I'm going to um, revise it and I'll be sending out, be creating a new version of it. Um, That's what I think I'm going to do, create a new version of it. Um, So let's go ahead and... um, kind of recap on what we talked about yesterday. Yesterday, we basically went over the beginning of the book and um, we're talking about the garden of success. We talked about the tools, seeds, stumbling blocks, and gardens. So I kind of introduced you to that. We first started out 
with talking about the tools. We broke down the steps, tools. We talked about seeds we, and the stumbling blocks. We started off with that. Then we, we um, actually, the first chapter is talking about tools. And we talked about faith, self-esteem, confidence, and perseverance. Um, then we wanted, we basically talked about what is faith, um, how is uh, self-esteem, um, how do we see self-esteem and how self-esteem is, the definition of them. We talked about the confidence and the perseverance. Um, and uh, those were the things that we talked about on that chapter. So now we're going to talk about um, seeds. Um, we basically said, let's, let's kind of end the, the first chapter. So using the right tools will eliminate a lot of disappointing events. If by chance you will have to deal with some, you will be prepared because you have all the right tools to do it. Okay. Um, so the next chapter def definitely talks about the seeds. And I'm not going to go through the whole thing because then it was no use of you buying or purchasing the book if I'm telling you everything in it. But I kind of want to go over some things in it. So let's talk about the seeds. The seeds that we want to grow are true to yourself, positivity, trust, empowerment, knowledge, oh, excuse me, and knowledge. Those are the five seeds that you want to use to grow in your garden. So let's talk about true to yourself. Um, this seed you will need to trust in yourself to know what you want and how you want it. You have to decide how you want your flowers or plants to grow and trust yourself to see it through. Deep inside you, you have to make it happen first, then move to the outside when it's prevalent on the outside, then, excuse me, that you have been to true, have been true to yourself. When it's prevalent on the outside that you've been true to yourself, then success will be at your feet. Realizing that only you can make this happen is not as complicated as it, as it first becomes. So positivity. There are so many ways we can take this seed and plant it in every garden we ever grow. Positivity is a much needed seed. Without this seed, we can almost hang up our garden gloves. We already know what the opposite effect our garden may have if we allow weeds and bugs to take over. Our plants began to overgrow and our ambition to be successful get lost in all the weeds. Trust, reliable responsibility. These are some of the characteristics of the word trust. You need to have trust in yourself first to know that you can do this, that you can grow the garden, that no matter what you can be successful in anything you put your heart in. Empowerment. To have the authority of power, this word in itself is a great word. To have the authority to make sure you know what you need to plant your garden. This is also about having the right people who will contribute to your empowerment. Resources of empowerment, such as <clears throat> good self-improvement book, or even the Bible can have the words of empowerment in it. To me, I love saying this word simply because it sounds so powerful. Um, the ideal that I have full and complete authority over empowering myself gives me the responsibility of my destination. We all need empowerment. It can be the fuel for the fire. Knowledge. This seed cannot be ignored and not used. 
It is an ever-growing seed that no matter what is going on, you will always need. Knowledge to just function in everyday life. Knowledge sounds like a word that is endless, which knowledge is. They always say knowledge is golden, especially when it comes to our road of success. The other word that goes with knowledge is learning. We need to know that knowledge is a must when it comes to you being successful. We have to pay attention to what is going on around us that will help us with our journey and with our garden. So when we discuss the seeds, we can say the following. The seeds true to yourself, knowing what you want and making it happen and being honest to yourself that you are the captain of your ship. The seed of positivity is a seed that builds our character. The work it takes to make this happen can be very rewarding. Trust in yourself is to know that what you believe in and feel in your heart that you can make the right decisions. Not having trust can hinder or stop the growth. Trusting sometimes can be a scary thing when you have had some negative situations that have taken place in your life. In order to trust again, you have to heal the wounds. Empowerment. Empowerment gives you the authority to have power and use that power to grow in your garden. The power to believe, to have faith, to trust, to be true to yourself are seeds that assist, assist along with empowerment. What a beautiful garden you will have. Last but not least, knowledge that the knowledge, the key word to know what it takes to grow the beautiful flowers and plants. Knowledge to know to get rid of the weeds that can smother your garden. Wow. That is so wow, you guys. That just, you have no idea what that just did to me. Whew, Lord have mercy. Wow. So let's talk about that. I'm sorry, I had to get me a little drink there. So, tomorrow I want to talk about the stumbling blocks, but um, I want to basically, let, let's, let's start right there. Wow. I didn't realize, you see, you know, it's so good to go back and go over some of your material. Because I, I, I find this very, very empowering. I didn't realize I had wrote this, you guys. This is so doggone awesome. So, the tools. The tools. So, I got to definitely go over this again. Um, so, when you say that, let, let, let's see if I can match some of that with In Search of You. Um, I, I definitely want to read a little bit from In Search of You um, while we're here. Um... Let's talk about the three R's, restoration, um, resolutions, and resiliency. Let's, let's go to that and talk about that real fast here. Um, let's see. Uh, so, give me some time here. Here we 
Okay. So we're going to talk about the three R's real quick. Restoration, resolution, and resiliency. As we discussed earlier about restoration, because restoration became a part of the word fear, okay? Uh, we'll say that, um, rest, we mentioned that it means to think about taking back your power, restoring your mindset and reassuring that you can move forward. Now let's go a little deeper. Restoration can also be seen as a renewal of the inner self. When traumas, tragedies, when trauma, tragedies, your feelings of inadequacy and not believing in oneself, restoration is a way to bring you back or change all your negative feelings about yourself to positive feelings. Now, if you never recognize the positives about you from the beginning, restoring can be useless. For example, I felt good about myself. I was self-assured, I was confident, I was strong, I, was, I trusted myself. But when I was raped during my tour in Panama, I no longer felt all those positive things. I felt lost, I was angry at myself because I felt it was my fault. I was no longer in control of me. After many years of feeling depressed, disappointed, and disillusioned, I finally got the help I needed, or maybe I should have allowed myself to accept the help I needed. It is an ongoing battle because I still have days that are rough, but I am able to handle them a little better. My restoration was waiting for me. All I had to do was take my power back and understand that I could live without anger. I could live another day without blaming myself and I didn't have to feel as though I wasn't able to be loved. Resolutions can be a firm decision to do or not to do and the quality of being determined. This screams power once you resolve to make a change in your life for the better. It's a firm decision and you are determined to make sure you stay the course. We can also look at this with the mindset of resolving some underlying issues we may have with ourselves. Seeking help, whether it's a friend, family member, even your mental health provider can help you to start wanting to heal. Because of my past tragedies, I had to resolve issues not only mentally, but emotionally also. The trust issues, the self-esteem issues, and the feeling awkward didn't help at all. I had to learn how to love myself again, changing how I viewed my life in general. Resolution has to play a role in your journey of searching for yourself, for your better self, spending time being determined and having a firm decision and healing and growing as you forge a path to the ultimate new you. Resiliency. The capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, toughness. Now, in some instances, we can recover quickly, but what about the long-term damage that takes place with many of us? Long-term damage can come in many phases in our life, from childhood trauma to adult trauma. So how does resiliency play in this? I remember during my time in the service, we were programmed that when you got sick, you just suffered it out. It was looked upon as har harshly to actually go to the TMC, which is our team medical clinics. Um, if you were sick or another word that was used was going on sick call. When you did it, it was conveyed as a sign of weakness. We were told to take Motrin and go back to work. If you did go, and if by chance you were really hurt, you would receive a profile that is, this is where you're deemed on the injured list for a certain period of time 
and your activities were limited. You are what they would call being out of commission. During this time, you can become ostracized by your team or squad because you cannot work as hard as the rest of them. You find yourself suffering because you don't want that label or you feel like you weren't part of the team. Now that might have not been the same for everyone, but there were some of us who felt that way. That mindset never left me as an adult. I would suffer through my pain because in the back of my mind, I didn't want to seem weak. Let me say this, even though I was mentally and emotionally a mess, my resiliency kept me from truly throwing in the towel. I had to be strong. I had to look like I was together. Even though there were times when I wasn't sleeping, I was working full-time jobs at the same time. I was a single parent of a son. There was no way to cry and no time to heal. That's why <clears throat> excuse me, it's important that we pay attention to our emotional and mental health, especially during a traumatic time in our lives. In conclusion, looking at the three R's, restoration, resolution, and res resiliency, restoring your mindset to the place where you can overcome all the difficulties, we also discuss how restoration can be a way of renewing your inner self. Resolution affirms decisions being determined. Make sure you stay the course. We also understand that resolution can partner with renewing our mindsets during the process of changing from negative to positive and how we look at our basic needs to, to survive. Wow. Lastly, resiliency is tough when recovering from difficult situations. The ideal that being resilient helps us to take some of the minor things that may cause setbacks to quickly bounce back and move on. So you guys, my God, I, I'm like overwhelmed right now. Oh my God, I feel like on cloud nine. So that is the three R's. So I know you guys are really going to be looking forward to this book. I'm just like, wow. You know, it's like I'm looking at things in a different light. And I hope this, this feeling lasts all day. It's like I have this feeling of euphoria at this moment. Man, that is so deep. And I've never actually read... Um, in search of you out loud. So that gives me a different feeling too. Um, I'm just like so like overwhelmed. Um, and I battle this every day. I don't, I, and I want you guys to understand. I truly want you to understand how important it is to take care of your mental health. Take care of your emotional health. It's so much going on right now. And everybody in their minds is scrambling to find some balance somewhere. And it's hard to find balance. It's hard to, to say, you know what? I can do this. It's so hard, you guys. You have no idea how hard it is to get up every day. And maybe you do. I can't say what you... I, I don't, I don't want to discredit anything you're going through or minimize because I don't know. I can only say for me, and I'm quite sure there are many, many people out there who are feeling this way, just trying to get through the day, who's trying to get through bad times, who's trying to see where they can, you know, make ends meet. Um, there are a lot of people who are not working right now. 
And I know it's hard. It's hard to find money to pay bills. It's hard to find um, uh, 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 just some time where you can just sort out everything. Relationships are being broken because of this situation. COVID has really, really impacted us. And we do know that this is our new normal. And how do we survive? How is it that um, our everyday life before COVID was going on that we were able to survive even those challenges and now the challenges have tripled since then. Um, how do we survive that? We've got to find a sense of balance. We've got to find a way to get through all of this. We've got to change our mindsets. We got to understand that we'll be able to restore, get a resolution, We've got to realize that we have to bounce back with resiliency. We've got to know that we have to use these tools. We have to in order for us to, to actually go through and, and get through all of this. We have to have faith. We have to look at our self-esteem. We have to look at that we have to have confidence in ourselves that we can get through this. And we have to persevere. That is the main word persevere get through it move forward you know persevere and resilience can go together you're bouncing back and then you're going through you're bouncing back and you're going through you're bouncing back and you're going each situation that's happening you're bouncing back and you're going through it you're seeing the end of all that is going on in your life and that is so wonderful that is so awesome that is so like renewing you know uh, I don't know why, you guys. I'm, oh gosh, I don't know what's going on, but I'm feeling like, wow, like everything is like, no, I'm not on drugs. No, I didn't take any medicine. It's like a euphoria just went over me. Like, oh my God, I'm loving it. Sun is shining today too. Awesome. But um, I just want to kind of leave that with you guys. We got to be able to. So this in conjunction, these two books together. They have some wonderful things in it. And I'm just like, oh, golly, this is so awesome. So tomorrow, we'll definitely get into the stumbling blocks. Um, oh, so when we talk about that, let's do something else. Let's go into the um, workbook real quick. And we're going to match up uh, the three R's part of the workbook. And we're going to talk about I'm going to leave you with some questions. And I want you... Um, to uh, see if you you can do this. Okay, <clears throat> when we talk about the three R's, it says name some adjectives that can describe you. How do you see yourself? What are some words you can use? What what are some of the um? What are some of the the words to describe yourself? Another question is, what steps would you take to restore your self worth? Name something that you would do. To restore your self-worth. Number four is what are some of the resolutions you would need to find your self-worth? Okay. Restore and resolution. What are some of those? Um, and then uh, number uh, number five question. Oh, I got it. Okay. I made a mistake, you guys. And I just noticed it. I got to fix the mistake. I'm glad I saw that. See, I'm just working off of my, um, this is just my, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. I'm glad I noticed that. My numbers are off, you guys. I want to make sure these are right. Yeah, there we go. Mm. Mm. Okay, here we go. So we're gonna. I'm just gonna tell you the questions. I'm okay. So, what are some of the resolutions? We said that one. Uh, so, um, oh, here we go. Um, how would you change some of the negative attributes about yourself? And how tough are you? Uh, and number six is, is your toughness useful on your journey? If so, why? Number seven question is, have you experienced damage to your self-worth? Is it long-term? In other words, can you be healed? And then um, number eight is, are you ready to change this damage? And the last question to this was, do you ever feel as though you don't deserve to be happy? Okay, those are the questions to the three R's that went with the conversation we had today. Wow. So I'm looking forward to you guys answering those questions. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Oh, wow. Mm. So I'm hoping I can keep this filling up today because there's so much going on out there. And I do de definitely, truly, truly, truly want you guys to um, be uh, very much so into paying attention to your feelings and your emotions. And, and if you have some anger issues going on, how important it is that you guys um, deal with it. We actually did anger management. Um, uh, we talked about anger management on one of our other episodes um, and we we need to definitely be able to handle a lot of things that are going on in our lives um, and make sure uh, that hold up you guys um, make sure that we um, are doing the right things and uh, living the life that we want to live in the midst of all this. But you guys, before I leave, I want to leave you with something. I, I found some uh, Lisa Nichols, uh, actually her new um, tips for getting back on track, mid-year check-in. Um, we're going to get that. Um, I'm going to do that with you before we head off, okay? So um, let's let's go ahead and get let you guys listen to this. You guys, remember this, if nothing else. Remember that you are loved. And you're loved by us, if nothing else. You are loved by us here, okay? Less When they needed to stabilize their life or they needed to get to a particular goal just to allow themselves to breathe. And in the last five years, some 10 years, some 15 years, some longer, um, they've gotten to a place of complacency. So I get asked the question a lot, how do I jumpstart again when I've been complacent? You know, I, I found that I had to ask myself this question as well. For so many years, I was working hard to feed Jelani. I was working hard to give him an equal chance. I had this goal that by the time he was 18, I would have transformed our lives. And I ran hard for it. And I worked hard for it. And by the time he was 18, our lives were completely transformed and barely recognizable. And I found that I had slowed down a bit. Still running. 
but running at about 70%. And the challenge that you have to watch out for is that your 70% could be someone else's 115% because you are such a game changer. So you can impress a lot of people never playing full out. And you can look up and a year has passed, three years has passed, five years have passed, and you haven't played full out for a while because you've already achieved a lot by some people's standards. But there's still so much more that you can do. I want to coach you in this way. Dream a dream or set a goal that's big enough to make you get nervous. Oftentimes, if you're not setting a goal that's beyond three years out in front of you, there's not enough to run for. So I want you to look at your goals. Can you achieve them in a year, two years? I want you to set a goal for three years, set a goal for five years, and set a goal for 10 years. Yes, I set 10 years. When I did this phenomenal program called Lifebook, they had me set 10-year goals, and I was so uncomfortable. I sat there silent for a moment. I hadn't thought 10 years out about my life. But if you go out far enough, 10, 5, 3, then all of a sudden, you're playing for something so much bigger. And then set a goal that makes your knees knock and your teeth chatter a bit. If you know how to get to your goal, you're not dreaming big enough. Now, the goal also has to be realistic. So it has to be realistic, something you can do if you're currently making 80000 then your goal in three years isn't to make 500000 unless you have a path that's viable to get you there. That's real. The thing that's really important to remember about a goal is that if you set lofty goals that you will never hit because they're not realistic in the first place, you have to set realistic goals. That doesn't mean you're not capable. doesn't mean that you don't believe in yourself, but realistic goals. If you set a bunch of unrealistic goals and you don't hit them, every time you don't hit a goal, you, you lose just a little bit of hope in yourself, a little bit of faith in yourself. Mm-hmm. And then what happens yeah. is you look up five years, ten years from now, and you're not dreaming anymore. You're not setting goals anymore. You're afraid to tell anyone. So set a goal that makes your knees knock and your teeth chatter a bit. Set a goal that's three years out in front of you. Set one that's five years and set one that's ten years. As a matter of fact, set several in all those timelines. And then hook your caboose to the train of other people who are running as fast as you are. Surround yourself in a community that inspires you to want to stand on your tippy toes. They inspire you because they're doing so much. Now, they believe in values, they believe in faith, they believe in family, but they also believe in running hard, playing hard, and living big. Because if you're the biggest fish in your community, then that's okay. You just need to get a second community to play inside of as well. Great things about being a dreamer or a visionary is that you have great ideas. Not everyone's a dreamer, not everyone's a visionary, but when you are, like me, you got idea after idea after idea. And so often we feel overwhelmed, and believe it or not, most people, you may have experienced this before, if you have a ton of ideas and they feel like they're all flooding in, you actually can become paralyzed and don't take action on anything because you're trying to figure out what to do first. One of the things I did, to help me get it out of my head. Because in your head, this is what I say, in your head, it's all, it's a small space. (laughs) It's a very small space. So conversations, negative self-talk, belief systems, everything just feels like it's all cramped together. And quite frankly, for me, it like keeps me up at night, makes me feel like I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and just doesn't give me peace of mind. And so I'm a big person on dumping it out. Let me look at what I'm thinking about. And I look at everything I'm thinking about. I write out my conversations that I want to have, especially 
the carefrontational conversations, you know, the conversations that are going to be a little sticky or might be a little messy or a little emotional. I write those out. I also write out my ideas. I write out my dreams. I write out what I'd like to do just to get them out so I can look at them. So that's number one. Number two, you want to set milestones. The goal that you set three months ago, did you set milestones that you could sit and look at and be with to let you know that you're on the right target, that you're on path? And if you're off path, it can let you know, such as if one of your goals, the New Year's resolution of all times, was to lose 25 pounds, right, inside of four months. Then if that's the case, how many pounds will you lose every two weeks? How many pounds should you be at in 30 days? So that you can see if you're on target or off target. And then give yourself permission to redesign the goal. Oftentimes, we let our goals sit in mold. Like, we don't let the goal move. In reality, that goal has some movement. So while you want your goal to be solid, you don't want it to be so rigid that you can't adjust. I'd rather hit an adjusted goal than not hit the goal at all because I just fell off the wagon. I choose to end it each time by letting you know that I believe in you and that I love you because I do. All right, you guys, that was, oops, that was uh, Lisa Nichols. You know, guys, that is one of my favorite uh, go-to person when it comes to besides Les Brown. She is like my one of my favorites um, when it comes to talking about motivation and, and she's made millions of dollars off of doing that. Um, so she has been a very big inspiration for me. Um, and I, I love her. So um, I don't always agree with everything she says, but majority of stuff I do agree with. So here we go. So we're going to end the show. <clears throat> Thank you guys for listening in to You Are Love. Please do not hesitate to go check out our website, um, which is you can't clip my wings.com, our Facebook page, which is you can't clip my wings, the Facebook page. All right. And there'll be a new page coming up that I'm working on right now. And it's going to be basically dedicated to talking about um, my books and everything else I do, which is going to be my speakers page. All right. So you guys, I shall talk to you guys later. Thank you guys for listening in. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.